The Courage to Lead, episode 247. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having an exceptional week. I'm having a great week, and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Corette Trotman. Corette Trotman is proud to be the founder of Virtual Corette VA Services and is passionate about helping entrepreneurs build a business empire and create a legacy they are proud of. Along with a growing team of eight, Corette operates two businesses, an online business management service and a business mentoring service. Corette launched her first business in 2018 and her second business in 2021. So Corette has a great appreciation for the many highs and lows that come with being an entrepreneur. Corette helps entrepreneurs and business owners find more freedom and fulfillment in running of their business. She does this through educational content, such as digital resources, group webinars, and speaking engagements, such as podcast features, and featuring as a guest expert to online private communities, speaking on topics of how to save time and accelerate the growth of your business by effective delegating. Entrepreneurship is a journey, not a destination, and so it should be enjoyed. And it is to this end that Corette supports entrepreneurs and business owners who are at the startup or growth stage of their business and are looking to incorporate delegation in their operational practices, but don't quite know where to start. Corette, welcome to the program. Hi, Harlan. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm excited to be here and with your community. Absolutely. No, I'm looking forward to the conversation. So VA services are, that's a huge marketplace, isn't it? Do you know how big it actually is? Off the top of my head, no, but it continues to grow. And the VA industry, it's interesting because prior to COVID-19, the pandemic, um, the VA industry, not many people knew of it, but it's been around for at least um, five decades. So it's been around quite quite some time, um, but it's, it's, it's now a thing where everyone is aware of, sure. you know, virtual assisting and remote working and, you know, all that comes with that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Especially now with the remote workforce and a lot of people took the opportunity after the pandemic to start their own business. And so they're reaching out looking for help too. So yeah, I can, I can see that growing. All right. I want to come back and talk about um, how you got your start, right? How you got to where you are now, some of the things you're working on, but before we get started, I have 10 questions that I like to ask all my guests. Now listeners know these are the 10 questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where the host James Lipton asks these same questions of his Hollywood guests from TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So, Corette, if you're ready, I have 10 questions for you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Question number one, what is your favorite word? Oh, my word. Really? Oh, my <laughs> word. Okay. I like that. You, you use that often? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your least favorite word? My least favorite word. Um, do you know what? It's actually um, a term that they use in the UK. Um, it's in it. So it's like saying, isn't it? Right. So the British has a tendency at the end of, um, each time they make a statement or um, say a sentence, they will finish it by saying, in it, like, isn't it? Yeah, I right. find that quite annoying. 
Yeah, it's warm out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. My wife and I, exactly. we watch a lot of British television. So we, yeah, we hear that quite often. Absolutely. Okay, what turns you on? Um, drive. So um, the drive to succeed, whether um, I see that in myself or in other people. Yeah. Nice. Okay, what turns you off? Procrastination. Indecisiveness. I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, question five. What sound or noise do you love? Do I love? Um, I like to hear the sound of when my husband comes home. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. When I've what been at home all day and then he comes home. It's a nice sure. sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What sound or noise do you hate? Yawning. <laughs> it drives Very me good. up the wall. Very good. All right. Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Shoot. Does that count? That's perfect. <laughs> yep. That's good. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? medicine yeah yeah nice. absolutely nice um what profession would you not like to do firefighting okay. <laughs> okay final question question 10 if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates well done my good and faithful servant very good well done all right. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you got started, how you got to where you are now, um, some of the things you're working on, right? Um, talk a little bit about the industry and how you got involved. And at some point, transition into courage and leadership. Okay, so we'll talk about all of that and more right after this. So listeners, stick with us. Hey, Coach Arlen here. Hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, make sure you share it with your family, friends, colleagues. Uh, like it, leave a review, and definitely subscribe. When you subscribe, that helps boost the podcast to where it's uh, seen and heard in a lot of different areas. So make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button and subscribe. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. And I'm back. My guest, Karet Trotman. <laughs> right, thank you so much for taking time out to uh, to speak to us today. Really appreciate your time. You are in the UK, aren't you? Yes. Whereabouts? Right. So I'm in London, nice. in the UK. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Love London. Okay. So you started your career out as a, a personal assistant and executive assistant, right? Mm -hmm. Is that where you kind of got the feel for helping executives? I would say yes. Um, it's interesting because when I started out my career, um, I was primarily working with teams and supporting them. So I was the team administrator. Mm. And then um, over time, um, as I acquired more skills and expertise, then I started supporting senior management and then executives and CEOs and um, service um, and heads of services. And so, yeah, that's where you know what, it's just the transformation, you know, that I'm able to witness when 
um, the head of a service or a director of a business um, receives the, the a high level of support and what that means for them and the results mm. that they're able to generate for their own business and just being a part of that transformation. Nice. And yeah. then at what point did you see that, hey, there, there's a market for this. I could do this. When I decided to quit my nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you, did you have like a side gig doing this before you quit or did you just cold Absolutely turkey? Absolutely not. Stop? Wow. Cold turkey, Harlan. Cold turkey. Courageous. Yeah. Um, I decided that it was time to move on to something else. Now, I wasn't quite sure what that something else would be, but I decided that for the interim at that time, um, I would essentially just work as a freelance remote executive assistant. Yeah. I had wow. no clue the VA industry existed. Wow. And then was it difficult to break in? To that industry, because like I said, there's a lot of people that um, a lot of services are offered in other countries. And do you find it hard to break in? You know what? No, because the thing is, even though the, the market is saturated, it's not overly saturated. So there's room for everyone. And once you are able to effectively market yourself as a business owner, then it becomes easier to um, attract. Um, prospects to um, who would want to work with you specifically um, and so once I learned the art of marketing and um, being able to communicate myself effectively and my you know I nailed my brand messaging and my brand voice it became a lot easier for me to build um, a whole brand identity nice. yeah yeah that is so important to get that that message out and the consistency of the message so the people Precisely. know exactly who you are and what you do Nice. And just knowing how to network well, mm -hmm. you know, it's very important, you know, being able to communicate and interact with persons from different walks of life, from different industries, different sectors, um, finding a commonality um, and not always seeking to get, but to give and seeing how sure. you can be a blessing to others. You know, it's not who you know, it's who they know. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's key. Um, I know a lot of people that have started their own business. And one of their first clients were their previous employers. Yeah. Have you gone back to work for any of your previous employers? Um, no, no, I haven't. However, I've had recommendations from previous nice. employers. Yeah, because initially when I decided to leave my corporate, the individuals that I um, specifically targeted to work with were those within um, the same sector. So at the time, it would have been psychotherapists at the time because those are the individuals I'm used to supporting. Um, and so, yeah, definitely recommendations. And also through um, friends within my network um, recommended me to family members who are entrepreneurs. And so nice. you never know where you're going to get your first start. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so is that who you work with? You talked about the, the therapist. Is that like the, the niche that you're in or do you support a lot of Interestingly different Interestingly enough, no, not at all. Um, so yeah, we work, myself and my team, we support persons from a number of different industries, automobile industry, con business consultancy, the hair industry, the beauty industry is quite varied. Um, and so, yeah, um, the experience that we have is quite vast um, in working with persons from a number of different backgrounds that are not related in any mm. way. So, yeah, so it just means of, that we're able to do more. 
Sure. What type of services do you guys provide? Is it mainly um, scheduling and, and calendar work or, or do you do a lot of different things? So overall business operations management. So of course that would include PA related um, activities such as diary management, inbox management, but it's more than that. So we're talking about the business strategy, thinking about, okay, from an operational point of view, what are the systems and processes that needs to be in place in order to streamline business activity and to ensure efficiency? So that's one of the things that I feel really uniquely position me um, well within the market uh, or among my, my competitors, the fact that our focus is more on strategy and, you know, is about um, the back end of a business being set up in such a way that it supports growth because that's what you want ultimately. And so that may look like practically um, setting up systems and processes, setting up CRMs, customer relationship management platforms to help our clients manage, effectively manage their own clients as well. It also includes team management because sometimes we may have clients who, though they're great at business strategy, they're not great at managing a team. And so right. they may need support with the coordination of team activities making sure that um, everything remains aligned and that um, the, serv- the service is running as effectively as possible. So it's quite varied, absolutely. Um, we support clients with recruitment, with hiring, with social media management support, um, visibility outreach. So some of our clients, they may want to increase their, vi- their visibility. And so nice. we may reach out to different um, um, publishing platforms, et cetera, um, on their behalf. It really, really varies, which is one of the things that I enjoy about the service um, that we provide. The fact that it's not one size fits all, you know, and there is also the opportunity to learn. Um, so when you asked me earlier about whether we've niche working specifically with um, therapists, you know, I felt good saying no, because though it's been challenging having to learn how to support um, Mm -hmm. business owners from different sectors, you learn so much along the way, which then makes you um, an an added asset to any future prospects or clients that come our way. So, yeah. Very cool. And you mentioned systems and processes. That's, that's the song of my people. That's where I started off with systems and processes. So many smaller businesses don't understand the power of having systems in place, right? Systems yeah. are almost like recipes. If you follow that recipe, you get an expected, measurable, repeatable result. Yes. And a lot of businesses just kind of do things on the fly. They they make up things and they're not sure what works. Let's try this. Let's try that. Getting them to understand systems and, and processes is is tough. Because the thing is, without effective systems and processes, one, you will end up um, wasting your resources, such as your time, your money, right? Um, it's going to lead to frustration, not just for you as the, the, the business owner, but also the people who are looking to you for leadership, mm-hmm. you know, and um, eventually it will lead to burnout. That's what happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So systems and processes. If businesses, if you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> systems, add systems to your business. If you want to improve your business, put in systems. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the clients that you are working with, what are they what are they asking for most? What do they seem to be struggling with? Mm. So as of 
um, the point of this um, podcast recording, I find that a lot of clients, you know, they're wanting support with visibility outreach. So marketing related activities, I find, especially the coaches and the consultants, you know, they're wanting support with the management of their social media. They're wanting to be able to 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 nurture and build their online community. Um, so it could be, you know, their Facebook groups or they want to nurture their LinkedIn connections and um, they want to be more consistent on um, they want to post more consistently on social media. They want to um, engage more in the DMs of persons who they're connected with. So definitely marketing related activities. That may include elements of email marketing as well. So setting up setting up newsletters, um, setting up um, email marketing campaigns as well. You know, for our clients, and um, so there's that. And then you have the wanting the, the wanting to implement CRM um, into their business because what I find is you know there is still a lot of manual aspect in how many entrepreneurs run their businesses you know so for example something um harlan as simple as um having a um scheduler in place how mm. that's time you know but you would be surprised to know that there are business owners who are still back and forth in emails in order to agree on a suitable wow. date and time for a meeting and it's like you know that's not necessary you know <laughs> time is precious and so yeah definitely like you know, businesses, they're in need of automation so that they are able to, to do less and have more time to focus on strategy. And so we help them identify areas in their business where automation can be um, implemented and we support the maintenance of that where they're unable to do it themselves. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. And then do you recommend products to them? And are you using yeah. like affiliate links to... So not affiliate links, okay. but um, definitely recommend um, products, um, tools and platforms, depending on their needs and also, I guess, their capacity, because sometimes, you know, not everyone, most people aren't techie. Um, and so if they're going to use a tool or a platform, they want it to be as simple as possible to understand and to navigate. And so definitely recommending tools and platforms that are suited to the personality of mm-hmm. the individual, of the entrepreneur, the business owner, as well as the, the, the needs of the, of the business, right? So for example, we tend to, one of the customer relationship management um, platforms that we specialize in setting up is called ClickUp, um, which is um, well known in the States and is used, um, it's becoming quite popular here in the UK now. Um, and so we have a client who we're currently, they're transferring their entire backend operations, Harlan. So they've been using different tools. So they've been using Trello, they've been using Clockify for um, clocking, um, for tracking the time of their freelancers. They've been using Zapier. They've been using a number of different tools. Um, but now that we're moving them over to ClickUp, what that means is that they are they they have the flexibility of using less tools and being able to manage their team and their operations within one platform, right? So, but nice. prior to agreeing on setting up um, ClickUp for that particular client, um, they came to me. We had to have a consultation about what it is that they wanted the outcome to be right. for whichever tool they choose to implement, and then I was able to make the recommendation. Perfect. 
Yeah, yeah. that's great. Starting with the, the, the result, the outcome, what do you want, you know, and then yeah. help them good. So once you get that set up for them, do you teach them how to do that? Yeah. So own, um, in addition to that, we will create SOPs as well okay. for, from a team point of view, as well as for the, 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 the business owner themselves. So absolutely, because at the end of the day, you want to plan for, um, well, sometimes the inevitable, but also the unknown. So for example, when we go in to support a client, we don't expect to support them um, for the entirety of their business journey per right. se. I mean, the longest client, um, most of our clients who we've worked with over a long period of time has been um, anywhere between two to three years. So yes, we do work with our clients quite an extended period of time. However, we want to prepare them in the event that one, we no longer um, have the capacity to support them for whatever reasons or two, they may decide that they want to take their business in a different direction and we may no longer be able to, to serve them. So we want to ensure that they're set up for success um, in the support that we provide. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And then on the mentoring side, what are you helping with just understand their business a little bit more or understand uh, their vision for the business? Absolutely. So for those who um, receive mentorship from us, it's more about really helping them um, discover how they can set themselves up for success. In other words, they want to grow their business. So whatever the, the area um, of of the businesses that they or the business journey that they want to focus on. It could be client acquisition. It could be marketing. Um, it could be branding, whatever it might be, um, lead generation, um, just working with those individuals to help them um, implement simple yet effective strategies um, to help them see the results um, that they want. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Now I know a lot of businesses, business owners um, and entrepreneurs struggle with delegating. They're, they're afraid to let go of some things. They think that they know it's just easier for me to do it than give it to somebody else because it would take too long to teach them how I want it. Or they give until they see how the person's doing it and then take it back, which, you know, demeans the the employee, right? Um, how do you help them with that? How do you help them get, get through that so to where they can delegate? So one thing that I find to be very effective is to get that business owner to really think about the life they want for themselves as a business mm. owner. So it goes beyond the day-to-day -day of what they're having to do to keep their business afloat. And it's, it becomes personal. It becomes about them. So what's the quality of life you see yourself having and how does the way you're currently functioning in your business supports that vision that you have for your life when they begin to see it that way then that's when they begin to realize well actually if this is the quality of life I want to have for example if I want to only work four hours a day for a four-day week and sign off I don't know at, at 3 p.m um, in the afternoon and be able to just enjoy my family or do whatever else I want to do then they're going to have to make some change in how they approach their role and their function in their business. And I find that that's quite helpful. So there is the visualization aspect um, of helping the business owner to really think about, you know, how, whether the way they're currently working and, and the vision they have for their lives online. But then there is also the practical element of demonstrating best practices when it comes to delegation because I mean 
delegation isn't um it's learned it doesn't it's not the the it's not the norm for most persons especially for entrepreneurs um and small business owners because harlan when we decide to venture out on our entrepreneurial journey we are having to be the jack and jane of all trade and that becomes our identity in many ways in how we run our business and so to get to the stage in our business where we can actually afford to potentially pay for additional help and support it becomes quite foreign to us the idea so even though that's what we want inside uh, within ourselves that that's what we desire the idea that oh this is now a reality and then i have to actually live it out can be quite scary there's a lot of fear that comes with letting go when you've been doing everything on your own um, for all that time. So yeah, it helps for me to, I'm able to empathize with them. Sure. Yeah. You've been through it yourself. Absolutely. Um, so I'm thinking there's, there's probably a lot of, a lot of good benefits that a lot of people don't even think of to having a VA rather than hiring somebody internally. Um, one thing that comes to my mind is a virtual assistant is going to be up on all the latest. They have all the latest skills, right? Where if you bring somebody in, they may be fine at this, but then you have to teach them at this next piece, yeah. right? So from your standpoint, what are some of the, the other benefits of having a VA rather than hiring for that role? Okay, so there is the... Um... Okay, so we know that when you when you employ someone, you have to think about the additional overheads that comes with having that person in your business. So you're paying for their equipment, you're paying for their training, you're paying for, I'm not sure about the States, but definitely here in the UK, you know, you're paying for insurance, you're paying for um, work that um, don't get done, essentially, because regardless of whether a person chooses to spend an entire hour um, messing about um, on the computer screen, pretending to work, you're still having to pay, yes. <laughs> pay them for yes. that, right? So um, apart from um, those um, things that you're having to factor in, in, in having a, a higher um, overhead from having an employee, you're not having to worry about that when you have a virtual assistant or a remote professional or expert working with you. Why? Because they take care of all of that themselves hence the reason why it will yeah. you know the, the 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 rate or the fee of working with a remote professional or a va will be a lot more than hiring mm. an employee because they're paying for their insurance their equipment their training everything they're paying for themselves and what you're receiving right. essentially is the skill that yeah. you know the support that you need so there is that and but there is also the skill piece harlan and what i mean by that is that um, because the the virtual assistant industry is quite competitive, uh, a freelancer or a contractor is constantly upskilling. They're constantly um, training. They're constantly learning. Why? Because they want to remain a valuable asset. They want to be the first choice by any business owner who is looking for someone with their particular skill set. You know, and so what that means is that when you have taken on a virtual assistant um, to provide the level of support that you're looking for and that has the level of expertise that you're looking for, that person is ready to hit the ground running, right? So it's, there's less that you have to preoccupy yourself with around training, essentially. And lastly, because there are many benefits, but lastly, and this is one of my favorite ones, you're literally paying for the time that you need. Mm -hmm. 
So for example, if you need a virtual assistant to manage your inbox um, and your diary, um, say, you know, an hour a day, so five hours a week, that is what you're paying for because their time is tracked and monitored. So that is what you're paying for. You're not taking, you're not paying for a toilet break. You're not paying right. for a cigarette break. You're not paying for a coffee break. You're not paying for any of that. And so essentially you're paying exactly for what it is um, that you want or that you need. Nice. Yeah, that's Very a good point. Effective. <laughs> Absolutely. Out of eight hours on the clock, people work maybe five hours. Precisely. Yeah. And you're paying for all that. Yeah. So very nice. Love that. All right. So talk about courage. Courage. Uh, we talk on, on the program about uh, where do you find the courage to walk away from the nine to five to create your own success? Where do you find the courage to overcome the setbacks like uh, bankruptcy, divorce, the failures, right? Illness. How about you? Where did you find your courage to start your business? Where did that come from? I would say the desire to be well. And, and what I mean by that was that what actually um, pushed me over the edge that made me decide that I need to leave my nine to five was because I, I started basically struggling with anxiety um, due mm. to the pressure of the work. And at the time, I had no other financial security, Harlan, you know, but what I knew was that I no longer wanted to go to bed and then wake up in tears in the middle of the night, having a panic attack. You know, I didn't want to be breaking down in tears each time I was getting ready to go into the office. That was not the life that I wanted to live, mm. you know? So for me, I wanted to be well. And that's where I found the courage to leave. Nice. The future was known, but that was enough for me to decide to go out there and create my own future. Good. Now, do you come from an entrepreneurial family? I would say yes. So my yeah. mom and my dad, they're both business owners. So they have um, their own businesses. Yeah. So you learned this early on or were introduced? You know, it's interesting. That's an interesting question because even though I've grown up seeing my parents having their own businesses, I've never actually considered myself to, to yeah. have an entrepreneurial trait. You know, even now, you know, as I sit here and I'm speaking to you, I'm surprised at um, where I'm at in my journey and the fact that um, my the, the shift in my mind, you know, I'm constantly thinking about different business ideas, Harlan, whereas before that would have never been the case. When I went to university, when I was going to school, I never saw myself being a business owner. It was never something that I thought about, even when I left my nine to five. I did not desire to have what I now have. My hmm. main focus and priority was to replace my nine to five income. And that would have been fine. If I had hmm. one or two clients that would have been adequate to replace my nine to five income and I would have been good, but the vision started changing and I wanted nice. more, you know? And so it's interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Good stuff. And then you put in your own systems, I'm sure. Right. And processes to run. So now is there a point in the future where you'll have somebody run this business for you and maybe you'll try Absolutely. something else? Nice. Absolutely. I'm already planning my exit. Perfect. <laughs> Good job. So Good I'm hoping job. to take on an online business manager who would basically do for the business what we 
help other businesses do. Nice. So, but essentially, they would they're going going to take my role, um, mm-hmm. the, my current function within the business. So, whereas instead of serving clients directly, I oversee the operations of the business, um, focus more on strategy um, and managing the team. And so, I'm hoping to take somebody on to do all of that. Excellent. Very cool. Good stuff. So you say you have um, a team of about eight people working for you right now. Um, in your previous lives, you've had people working under you or around you, right? Yes, under me. Yes. I line managed. Yeah. About nice. four to five person. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. If I was strolling down the street in London and bumped into any of these people and asked them what type of leader you are, what do you think they tell me? What kind of leader are you? A compassionate one. Absolutely. One who is able to empathize, um, but also very conscientious. I do believe that a job should be done well. Mm-hmm. I don't, I I hate slapdash. Have you ever heard of that term, mm-hmm. Harlan? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of slapdash work. And so I can be quite firm in that, okay, you know, if we know how to do something well, do it well, right? Um, But that's mixed with also being able to be compassionate and empathetic towards others. Sure. But doing it well, uh, that's part of your your branding. That's part of your marketing, what you offer to your clients. If you have somebody that's overdoing slapdash work, (laughs) that's going to reflect on you, right? Absolutely. But then again, and do, do you know what? That's the difference I, I find that even, you know, being an entrepreneur that, you know, when you're working for an organization, a big company, a big corporation, you know, it's if you if you're not um, if you don't embody the vision of that corporation or that company, it's going to be difficult for you to see where you really fit in and for you to 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 convey, you know, the, the vision and um, the values of that company, right? Um, and so what I what I found is that whenever I've been in a leadership role within corporate, you know, it's always, and I've had team members that I'm leading, I've always received, there's always an element of pushback from individuals when, um systems are being implemented that will require work being done properly because many people they just go into work and get money right right um and i and it one of the things that that i've enjoyed and that i found refreshing is to move from that where you're having to like literally force people to do their job well to be in a position whereby i get to create my own culture within my own business within my own team and I'm able to lead by example. Nice. Yeah, implement, implementing systems and, and processes um, as a consultant, that's one of the things we would do is go in, look at uh, the current structure. What is the as-is process? How do you currently do things? How can we change things to make them more efficient in the future? Mm-hmm. Usually when you're talking to the employees, they have thoughts of how this could be more streamlined, you know, a little easier, uh, less waste, whatever it happens to be. So many uh, businesses ignore yeah. the employees. They just come in and say, here's how we're going to do it now. And the employee's going, that doesn't make any sense. you know. Um, 
So I think you have to work with the employees to find out currently, what are you doing and how could you improve it? If you were going to improve this, what would you do? What changes would you make? And then kind of incorporate them. I think that's where you get a lot of the buy-in. And finally, yes. the employees are going to go, yes, this makes sense. And I had part of, of uh, yes. making of this. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because, I mean, that's where I see, I find that my my team, as in the individual individuals who work within virtual VA services, I see them being empowered in their role. Because one, the level of autonomy, autonomy I beg your pardon, that I allow them to have um, within their areas of expertise. And also, I I, I, I welcome feedback. So whenever I have my one-to-one calls with my team members every month where we're looking at KPIs, where their performance is concerned, and we're looking at the self-evaluation feedback form that they have to complete, you know, one of the key questions that I I look at um, is what, what, have you got any recommendation or any feedback of changes that can be made in order to improve the efficiency of the service? I I know what I think is needed in order to improve the efficiency of the service. However, I equally care about what my team members think is needed to improve the efficiency of the service. Nice. You sound like a good boss. (laughs) Thank you. Good job. So what's next? You talked a little bit about growing and maybe getting somebody to, to take over your role so you can go on to, to new and better things. Um, what do you think that would be? What's your next business? Oh, so I currently actually have a passion project. It's, it has nothing to do with what I'm current with my current businesses, Harlan. And I guess that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. So I'm in the process of starting a jewelry brand. And I'm nice. working on that at the moment because I absolutely love earrings. And so um, I really want time to focus on that because that's what lights me up at the moment. So, you know, providing an online business management service, I am here and I have my team here and we can do that with our eyes closed. Mm-hmm. But I do the fact that I found this new thing that lights me up and that challenges me the way um, my VA agency challenged me in the beginning, like five years ago, you know, when I just got started. And so, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Very cool. Good stuff. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so Thank much for, you. for coming on the show. If people want to learn more about the services you offer, um, or if they're interested, maybe becoming a virtual assistant, um, how can they, how can they learn more about you? What's your website? So our website is virtualcorrect.com. And if you're on LinkedIn, then um, you can find me by typing in my name, which is Correct Trotman. And also if you're on Instagram, then you can find me under virtualcorrect, all one word. Very cool. Good job. Okay. I will make sure all those links are in the show notes so people can reach out to you. Are you looking to bring on more virtual assistants right now? Potentially within the next 12 weeks or so. Yeah, absolutely. And then I don't remember if I asked or not, do you work specifically or or strictly in the UK or do you, are you open to other businesses in the US or? Yes. So we work with clients um, in other parts of the world because we have virtual assistants, we have team members Mm -hmm. in different parts of the world. Excellent. Good job. Good job. All right. Listeners, hope you guys are taking a lot of notes, a lot of good information here. If you're running a business and trying to do everything yourself, stop it. 
<laughs> get yourself a virtual assistant. Let them help you out. Let them help you put in these processes and systems so your business runs more efficiently and you get more time back because that's really what it's all about, right? Mm, Perfect. Fred, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Listeners, share this episode with your family, friends, colleagues. Um, subscribe so you know when new episodes drop and stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me. <laughs> thank you. Coach Harlan, thanks. Coach Harlan saying so long for now. <laughs>